Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. To Philadelphia, I am Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack, who's back home. Gordon, how are you feeling? I'm not back home. I'm in the same Airbnb as you. I'm just one floor below you. I don't know why you say it. I am nice and cozy and warm in my bedroom. I think I got the hot room. So <laughs> you're welcome, Gordon. I am not cold. I don't know. I, it is a little stuffy in here, though. There's like a some scent. That I've been smelling. It's like a, mm. a fragrance, but it's like really thick. It could be pneumonia, not, uh, what's ammonia, which is not a good smell, right? Okay. Ammonia can like make you pass out. So I think there might be a mm. gas leak in my room, but it smells good, but it's also probably not good. It's getting me a little stuffy, not gonna lie, but I'll survive. Only what, two more nights here? We'll be good. I thought you were going to say it was a scent of victory. I thought that was all set up for you to talk about that. I mean, you're not you're not home home, but you're in your city. This is oh, your city. Oh, I thought you were. Yes, I am home. I, I, my improv skills are not on on top game right now, so I apologize. No, yeah, I am happy to be in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. For those who know Philadelphia sports, last night was probably the greatest night in Philadelphia sports history. The Phillies pulled off a sweep. The Sixers won by like 50 points. And then the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. So mm-hmm. it's been nothing but uh, euphoria going on in Philadelphia right now. And now we have the Penn Relays to get excited about. So it's just been one after the other after the other of just greatness. I mean, it's all going to come crashing down probably next weekend. But you know, I'm going to live <laughs> in the moment. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to pretend that, you know, the city of brotherly love is full of love. And I'm just going to keep it going. But, you know, I know I'm going to be disappointed in like seven to ten days from now. You brought the good luck. It was also a historic day for the podcast. We saw some listeners at the meet. It was very exciting. Uh, Did a little bit of a sights and sounds of the pen relays, which was so much fun. People can check that out on the site. But then. We left the meet, and this is when the magic happened. We were walking to Wawa to get some supplies, and as we were walking, we were stopped at a stoplight, and a gentleman comes up to us and says, hey, I'm listening to you guys right now. Pulls out his phone, and on his phone was a Track podcast episode in progress. Now. I think Gordon could see in real time my head getting bigger and bigger. It was a all-time moment, and cameraman, videographer, extraordinaire Brian Dibble was there as a witness because I don't think anybody would have believed us if we had said that this happened. But it was amazing, very nice guy. He was in the middle of his run, didn't want to keep him from the rest of his run. Uh, he's an 800 runner, trying to make a college team. But I was just so excited. That's never happened to me. Probably will never happen again. 
So I'm cherishing that moment. Yeah. I mean, people were at a track meet. So flow track being at a track meet, you're bound to find the track fans. So it's not too crazy. But the fact that you're mid listening to our voices and then you see our faces, it's kind of kind of wild. So, but it was fun. We also did this cool little get to know the the fans of Pen Relays. Walked around with a a mic and camera, interacted with the fans, some of the Jamaican fans, some of the you know high school four by fours. It was all all around great day one. I enjoyed it. I'm just so happy to be back at Pen Relays. I haven't been here since what 2015 or so. So. It's been cool, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I ran here in high school and college, and I have great memories, so now it's cool to be back and be on the other side of the track, and man, mm-hmm. dude, day one was fun, and yeah, it was great because day one was fun based off of like very, like if day one is fun, day two and three are going to be amazing because day two and three are mm-hmm. full of like like the legit events, legit championship of America's. And the fact that day one yeah. still pulled out some kind of surprises was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's first update the pickup contest, Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Pickup contest that people can enter and win before we look back at day one and then preview day two. If you're watching this video, you can scan that QR code to play the FlowTrack pickup contest for this week. But what are the questions that people are trying to get correct this week? You know, it's kind of funny. I think about that QR code. How do you think people scan the QR code if they're watching us on their phone? Do you think they have to have two phones? Another phone. Don't you have a phone just yeah. dedicated for QR codes? I know I do. I do. I have my QR code phone. Yeah. There's actually an app that lets you scan photos. I just figured this out like a couple of weeks ago. You can take a screenshot and then use an app to scan mm. the photo. I've never been able to do it before, oh. but that's what, that's how you do it. There you guys. So download the app, answers. scan the photo, and then go play the pickup. Yeah, but we got um, – go to – there's, what, three three questions this time, this round? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I believe so. You can bring so. up the uh, pickup. I'll, I'll put the uh, – the URL in the um in the rundown so you can show rundown. it up. But mm-hmm. yeah. We'll put it up. Oh there it is. Uh so yeah, three questions. First not questions, but three challenges. Not challenges, but more three predictions. First one I think is gonna be, you know, the highlight of the meet. Uh will a Thingmo break the six hundred meter American record? Now we're talking maybe mm-hmm. she'll break the world record, but I put it yeah. at American record to give, you know, uh, you know, because world records are rare. So that's a simple yes or no question. Do you think a mm-hmm. thing Mo will break the 600-meter American record at the Penn Relays? It's on Saturday afternoon. 122.39 is the mark held by Ajay Wilson, who is in the race. Um, Kevin, what are you going with? Yes or no? Do you think she'll break the American record? I'm going, I'm going with yes. Now, the wind concerns me a little bit, but... The field is so good that she's going to need to run a quick time just to win. I've said it numerous times on this pod. She is built for the 600. I think she's going to get it. Yeah, I'd go with yes as well. I think, yeah, she's built for the 600. She's probably potentially could become the greatest 600-meter runner ever based on her 800 strength and 400 speed. Second question, who will win the Penn Relays 4 by mile? On the men's side, that is Saturday afternoon. We got great teams like Wisconsin, Texas, Georgetown, Villanova, 
You got the field, just everyone else. <laughs> Kevin, I saw that you're going with Wisconsin. Yes. Kevin, you're going with, I'm going with Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. They're coming off a yeah. great uh, Oregon relays where they had a bunch of guys around like 336, 337, 338 in the 1500. Mm-hmm. And Olin Hacker ran a 5,000-meter personal best. This one is going to be close, though. This one's real close on the men's side of things. Look out for Georgetown, too. Georgetown's got two real fast guys. And then you got – what's the third question? Oh, women's 4 by 15 You went NC State. I went Arkansas that one again almost a toss-up there yeah that that we, we talked about that on the pod on wednesday but arkansas is going to be going for that collegiate record slash national mm-hmm. record slash of 1708 held by tennessee in 2009 saying they're going for it so they're not gonna they're not going for the win they're going for the record so they're, they're going to push it three legs and that anchor leg where you're going to have potentially a Courtney Wayman, a Caitlin Tui, a Lauren Gregory all in the anchor is going to set up for a very spicy final leg in that 1500. I mean, they're probably all, if they're pushing each other, they could all run sub 410 maybe. It would be pretty wild. Oh, that would be incredible. I mean, that was the mark that that's the split that Sarah Bowman ran on that record-setting team. Remember, it was three 419s, and then Bowman closed in a 410. So to have multiple people going that quick would be amazing. So that's, yeah, that's an exciting one. I went Arkansas, you went NC State. So that's the pickup contest. Uh, Penn Relay is going on right now, actually, as we record, if you're watching us live. I mean, if you're, want, if you're listening or watching to us later, probably Penn Relays is still going on. It's just nonstop Penn Relays. It's amazing. So uh, that's going on right now. People can click over and check that out. Uh, I want to talk real quick about day one, who impressed on day one and um, high school girls, four by four, four by one. I thought it was all about here. Let me get my shirt here. Gordon, let me put, I'm gonna set my mic down for a second. This is what day one was all about. Jamaica, where'd you get that shirt? Had the shirt for a while. Didn't even realize I threw it in my bag for pen relays, but I'm glad I did. Edwin Allen, Edwin Allen, girls in the four by one were spectacular. And then Heidel in the four by four. I'm excited to see the, the finals of those races, those championship America of those races, because they were just um, the prelims. There was also some exciting masters action, Gordon, which produced some very memorable results. There was this incredibly bizarre four by one where you had a fall start, a fall a drop baton, and then a bandish, and a man running with a toothpick in his mouth. And I yeah, think this is going to go down in history as one of the most iconic 4 by ones in history. Yeah, I, I feel like we should just play this whole clip on the uh, on this podcast because there's the false start. It's out there in lane seven. But look at this guy. who They're going to show a close-up of him this way any moment now. He's definitely he's – a, he's a vet. He's running with the hat on. And he's got a toothpick in his mouth. And he looked mm-hmm. he would kill you. I mean, the guy looks like the, the biggest badass on the planet in the city of Philadelphia. They're going to show they're gonna show a close-up of him. But he is And the meat director or the relays officials decided 
not tonight, not today, sir. You're not allowed to run. And they kick him off the track. It's booing. They're like, no, let him run. Because this is the 60 and over for four by one. And he didn't leave. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm running. No, I'm running. And then they kick him off. They force him to leave. And then we thought that was it. We thought that was the end of this crazy four by one to kick him off. We were upset, disappointed. People were booing. And then it just got even crazier. The race happens. The race, the race happens. And we see like multiple baton drops. We see like athletes crashing where they fall, they trip over themselves. Meanwhile, there's some nasty spills. That was going on, right? And then, sorry, that's the, if you hear the, the siren in the background, West Philadelphia, baby. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll show this. We're going to see the fall coming up. So I'll wait for it. You guys can see the fall in real life. So here's, here's the fall. Boom. He goes down. Uh, that's the third leg goes down. Then on this exchange here for our leaders, they do a baton drop. Watch this. Boom. All baton fail. He's running without the baton. Got to go back, grab the baton. And then we think that's over. Like, all right, this is the last team that survived. They won the race out there in lane, mm-hmm. what, eight that is. Good for them. But no, we're still going because remember the, the team that disqualified wasn't allowed to run? Well, it's the pen yeah. relays. We're going to do what we want to do. We're going to figure our way to make this happen. And so the dead last team, which is coming around the back turn, which we're going to show too soon. So event, So most of the race is over. People are cheering. And then the this guy coming around hot in lane three or four. You think, all right, this is going to be a little victory for this guy. But look up out of nowhere in lane eight. Running without a baton, the anchor leg from the disqualifying team said, fuck it, we're going. And, and kicks down the last place guy to get, you know, a little little personal victory. Look at him. He's like, uh, I'm so sick. I want to run. I want to run. to run. I'm running. It's not my it's not my fault we got walks DQ'd. off the track he's like well it's funny too because i don't have a baton who needs one yeah and then there's the guy who, who got dq'd with the toothpick they, they got the bucket with the but you're supposed to drop the batons in and the guy just walks right past i don't have a baton yes it was, was a uh alex and- a highlight and then and then in the uh the open hundred for the masters just a crazy performance there too a f- crazy fast time from a guy who, uh, I mean, he just rips out of the blocks. Like you watch these masters races and you know, you're not, you don't know like, okay, what's, how, well, how does a fastest 50 year old look? How does the fastest six year old, a seven year old? Like you don't actually know, but then you watch this race uh, and he goes 13, four. I mean, just, let's just watch this. In the mid, it's gonna be in the middle of the track. Like the, the, <laughs> the explosion just out of the blocks immediately. This guy was in a completely different stratosphere. From from everybody else. <laughs> Look at this. Oh my god. This is so fast. Seven years and he does not look like he's missed a beat from his like no. college days. He was yeah. on he was in the four by one as well. I believe. Yeah. I think he, he was in the anchor of one of the four by ones. But like what is his hammy at the end there? Of? Just make sure it's still intact. <laughs> what are they made of? Very it's like titanium or something. That was incredible. Incredible. Um, any other day one highlights for you, Gordon? Um, high school girls, in the 3K and the mile are pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. We were, uh, who, 
what's a Whit- Whitaker on the mile, um, kind of looking smooth. She's going to Stanford. 3K was fun to watch. Yeah, overall, though, it was just great to see, you know. I, I, I mean, part of me was just excited that Penn Relays was back. Even though, you know, it could be like four hours of four-by-fours after four-by-fours, you can get a little, yeah. you know, monotonous at times because it's a long day. But, you know, just the fans were coming back. The Jamaican fans were there. Just overall, it's just great vibes all around. And it's setting up for what's mm-hmm. going to be a really good Friday because Friday we have a lot of the college races coming in. It's on the sprint side. We have the Championship of Americas, DMRs, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then tonight, you know, the world record attempt in the 4 by which is going to be really challenging because there's been another change to the um, the roster. Because right now it is Tom Elmers, who I never heard of, to be honest. It's uh, Ben Flanagan, who is more of a 10K guy. Mm-hmm. And then you have mm-hmm. Joe Klecker and Oliver Hoare. And I was talking this to one of the uh, on athletics officials, not officials, on athletic uh, rep, reps. And they were thinking that Tom and Ben are going to hopefully run 401, 402. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You're hoping that half of your roster is running 401, 402, and you're going to try to break the world best off of that? And I was like, that would be wild. So there's mm-hmm. a part of their mind that they're thinking they're going to break this all on the backs of Hector and Hoare, which would make yeah. the record even more impressive if they were able to do it with like an average um, first and second leg. But we'll see what happens. I'm excited. It's going to be uh, Friday night. It is a little cold here, a little windy, but overall mm-hmm. it's, uh, um, you know, I think at night the conditions are pretty pretty good for like the distance athletes what do you think of the conditions here yeah and the wind started to die down the later we got in the day the temperature was in the mid to high 50s but it felt a lot cooler because of how the wind was blowing and i'll repeat what i said last pod if they end up breaking this record build a statue of oliver Hoare at the on headquarters because it's going to take a herculean effort from him to get it done but you think, you think how many clubs could actually run their seventh, eighth, or fifth, sixth, whatever we're on, whatever guy we're on for on, right? How many clubs could go that deep and still have guys that could break this mark? So it's tough. They're in a tough position. I think when they initially said, hey, we're going off the record, it was with a core group of four. But then when you have injuries or setbacks and you're going now down to five, six, or seven, or eight, any club would struggle at that point because not that many clubs keep that many milers or whatever. Choose your event, right? Usually they're spread out over a series of different events. So it, it will be a challenge, but Oliver Hoare doesn't seem like he's one to back down from a challenge or back off of a challenge. Klecker can run well. So we'll see. Maybe maybe they don't get the record, but maybe the goal is just trying to figure out how to beat that that Oregon team because that seems to be a point of motivation for or maybe it's about fifteen fifty-two, and not uh, not the the world record from the the Irish group. But we shall see. Um, we also got. Yeah, I was talking to. Uh, so, I was talking to Andrew. Go ahead. I was talking to Andrew Weeding. Andrew Weeding, great Oregon athlete. He now works at on athletics, and he knows about Oliver Hoare's, You know, 
this, not disgust. That's a strong word, but you know, his hate for Oregon. And we were joking with him. He's like, he's going to wear an Oregon Jersey and just stand on the track and show it to him as like motivation for him to like run even faster. He's like, see this logo here. This is, this is why you're doing it. This is why you're going to run three forty eight right now. So. Hey, if he splits a three forty eight or even three fifty, I don't even care if they run eighteen minutes. That's the story. Yeah, no. he's able to do that because <laughs> he would be by himself out there. Uh, so we're going to run through the sprints today, and then we'll talk a little bit about Peyton Jordan at the end because we got that coming up this weekend. So one sprint note before we get into who is running. Allison Felix is not running pen relays announced it yesterday she won't be in that 300 so uh we thought she was gonna run she's not gonna run still don't so you're not gonna get the opportunity to ask her about when her farewell race is gordon so you can check that off the to-do list yeah uh here sorry i put in the wrong tweet colt i apologize um, here's the it's fine. We don't even but, need that. We don't need the tweet. She's not. She's not well, running. It's we got it. It's. But did you running. feel like? Okay, I want to talk about this though. It seemed kind of why she's healthy. She just ran a two hundred. Why commit to an event and then all of a sudden be like, eh, I don't want to come. Like it seems a little iffy. I don't know about you, but I think it's kind of like a weird move. You're you're just like I don't think we should just accept like yeah. We've been informed she's not running. She didn't tell us why. Okay, cool. Move on. Like, she's just allowed to like just be secretive and do it. I mean, it's kind of weird. Well, she never post. She never posted about it, so we don't know. The whole this whole what basketball month, she never posted about it. She never posted about running. Here. Posted about it. Yeah, but no, she told her representative. She the representative told Penn that she was running here. Yeah. Penn Relays didn't just be like post out Allison Felix is running no, I, with, I, here without talking to Allison Felix. I know. She I'm told not, I'm not. Penn Relays she was running here. And then all of a yeah. sudden, the last moment, she's like, guys, I'm not coming. And the mm -hmm. post doesn't even have a reason. Like, I'm just saying, man, it. Allison Felix, even if she's, I don't think she's hurt because she literally just ran a really good 200. She just, no, she's not hurt. She's not hurt. Then why do you think she's, she's not, not running? Give me a reason. Days. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. I have no idea. No idea. She does. She's running four races, and she's. Do you think this could be a reason? Want to make this one of them? It's a three hundred. Think this could be a. No, I, you know what I think the reason is. I don't feel like it. I think is the reason, which I think is a bullshit reason. If that's the reason, if your reason for not. For. Decommitting from a shitty, in my opinion. Am I cutting out or is Gordon cutting out? I can't tell. Okay. It's fine. Gordon's, go Gordon's going down the same road that we've gone down before. <laughs> it's her farewell tour. Run wherever you want. I don't, I don't care. I just would like to know ahead of time yeah, yeah. that you're not going to run. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me where if you it's run. Your farewell just, yeah, just tell some people where you're going to run. That'd be, that'd be cool. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. Well, if it's your farewell tour, if, you, if it's your farewell tour, don't tell people you're going to go to a meet. And then a week out, be like, I changed my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, you How'd wanted you to feel get if I told you I was coming to your party, and then I told you no. You'd be like relieved. Come on, man. That'd be my. First I think question. you're being too nice to Allison Felix right now. 
she's a great athlete, one of the best. But she could have came and like waved to the. There's gonna be like twenty. There's gonna be like forty thousand people here who are like looking forward to see her and like celebrate her career. And she's like, "Nah, I'm just gonna stay home." I'm 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 disappointed, but not surprised because I would have thought she would have mentioned it before this week. That's all I'm saying. So do you think she lied to Penn Relays? No, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think Penn Relays? I'm not surprised. I'm surprised because usually athletes, when they're running at a big meet, mention it frequently in the lead up. That's all I'm saying. And there was not any of that. So it's not, I'm not surprised. Do you think we talk about the, sorry, sorry. Do you think Penn knew beforehand? Is that what you're saying? Like, no, was it going to happen? She told Penn she's running, and then at the last minute, she told Penn. By the way, I changed my mind. I'm not running anymore. That's, I don't know. Don't say you're running then. Don't tell them a month ago you're going to run. If all of a sudden, yeah, a week out, you're yeah. like, I changed my mind. If you were on the fence, then don't commit in the in the beginning. They were going to set up a all race like- for her. The whole point of the 300 was for her to run it. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're being too nice on this oh. little like. Flaking all I care about on the one of the best meets of the year. Well, listen, listen, people scratch and flake on meets all the time in Dragon Field. That's part of it. All I'm saying is she's one of the greatest athletes of all time doing this farewell tour. I think people want to see her. So I want to know when she's going to be competing. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And maybe we should kind of be like, hey, you should go to these meets. And not just be like, yeah, you can just stay at home and do nothing. Now, again, there could be like a personal reason. No, she, and this is all moot. She can do and I she could wants. be like, yeah, she, she can do whatever she wants. But it like, it especially I think she should be open to matter. You should be open to criticism. I think it's bad for our sport when athletes can kind of just be secretive and be like, not committal and be like, in, out, out. Oh, I'm scratching. I'm not, oh, I'm going to do a workout instead of a race. Like, I think it's bad for our sport yeah, but- that we constantly just accept random scratches with no known reason and be like oh that's our sport people scratch all the time without a reason whatever yeah like but that happens when people are (laughs) that happens when people are pursuing gold that happens when people are pursuing gold medals in the middle of their career so why would it not happen when it's just a farewell tour which in and of itself is kind of un of undetermined length and completely subject to the whims of an athlete. Like, of course it's going to be at her discretion. That's the whole purpose of a farewell tour. I don't like it, but it does. It falls in line perfectly with everything that we know about the sport. Can we talk about the sprints though? Can we talk about the meat. I want to talk about the meat. I want to talk about who's here. This is the meat. This is the meat. We got podcast. No, she's not running. She's not running. She's not running. And I want to say, I think, I think some people, I think we should stop as a track and field community. Just, just being like, Oh, scratch, move on. Like, I think we need to talk about that. The problem in our sport where people scratch events willy nilly without really much of an explanation. And like when the people at the very, very top, like an Allison Felix or an Usain Bolt type level, People, it, 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 it trickles down, right? You'd be like, oh, well, Allison Felix can do what she wants, so I'll just scratch. And, like, I don't know. Other sports don't act this way. It doesn't happen this way. They 
they give reasons and they and you understand it i'm just saying hey i could be upset i want to commit i just don't think we move on like, yep allison felix scratch people literally bought okay, for how many to come see her for how many minutes like, do you want to be upset for more than zero. I don't think there's going to be, that's how many minutes. I don't think there's going to be an more than zero because you don't care at all, and I think that's I think that's bad that you don't care. I put it on the rundown. What do you mean I don't care? We're at like ten minutes now. I think people heard your point. Let's move on. I don't think there's going to be an epidemic of scratching because Allison Felix didn't show up to this meet. I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, if people bought tickets to do it or to, to see her, and she didn't go, and I think as a farewell to her, it makes more sense for her to publicize where she's going to be. But it's her farewell to her. So if this is the way she wants to manage it, this is the way she's going to manage it. But I think people heard your point. Right. Anyway. What's sprints. Next topic? Sprints. We'll Houston. Talk about sprints. We didn't, we, we talked about distance a bunch on the last episode. So we're going to go into sprints this time. So I got a couple questions here. Houston on the men's side, Gordon, they're, they're the favorite in a lot of these races. When you look at four by one, four by two, when you look at the individual 100 with Sean Masungani, do you think they're going to get back into the title conversation after this week? Because right now you have them ranked eighth in the four by one. Masungani is not one of the favorites right now in, in the 100. We know he has the ability to be one of the favorites based on how he ran last year, one of the NCAA's best athletes. Do you think things are going to change this weekend for Houston? Um, after the race in, in Franklin Field? I, I do. I think we, we it's sometimes you forget that um, Houston just has a lot of great depth. And you that Houston uh, is not that far removed from when they were, you know, in the top two. I mean, they won the NCAA championship in the 4 by one multiple years. They were flirting with the collegiate record. Uh, during like the Eli Hall, Cameron Burrell days, uh, 2019, they were really good. Then they dropped the baton. So that it wasn't that long ago. It feels like a long time ago because the whole pandemic. And they have an Olympian on their team, and Sean Masanganwe. And I think what's happened is they just haven't had that moment for they haven't had their Texas Relays moment. Uh, Sean's kind of been. We thought he would be better indoor, and he wasn't. Uh, they kind of been just been slow to get to this point, but now that we're ed- entering end of April, we're almost in May. I do think there could be a moment here where they throw down a time where they're like, "All right, let's not forget about the Houston team." Like we know the Floridas, we know the LSU's, we know mm-hmm. you know the the Texas A and M's are all out there, but maybe this will be because Houston's going to be the favorite here. There's not really that big of a challenger. Yeah. They go out here and they dominate. You know, they're not going to go from eighth to being like you're the number one team, but they could go from yeah. eighth to Houston's the wild card team. Like, this is their chance to become the wild if they perform well this weekend. Yeah, I think they're running out of time to move up, right? Because these teams are just churning out quick marks that in the individual hundred. Right, we've seen what uh, Burnett's done. We've seen what Williams has done. We've seen what Bowling's done, Fanbelay, etc. So, season's kind of coming. You know, we're on that back half of the season, right? We're going to be in May next week. 
not many opportunities left to to run fast. So I think they got to take advantage. Um, I'd expect them to win. Um, you know, Ohio State's in these relays along with let's see who else is in these that four by one with them. Arkansas, we got, um, Auburn, Clemson, yeah. GC Foster. So that those are the, the right. Champions. Yeah, but that's a winnable Arkansas's field good. for Houston. But but Houston should win if they're where we think yes. they are. Agree? Yeah. Okay. Agreed. So, yeah. Good. Good. We got an agreement there. Uh, four by two. I mean, not as many people are going to take the the four by two results and extrapolate them to what they mean for NCAA's. But get a win. I think that's a nice a nice thing to move forward. And then even the four by four. Right, Houston, Ohio State, Arkansas, in the four by four. We got Quivell Jordan in that that four by four for Houston. He just won the four hurdles in a lifetime best yesterday in less than ideal conditions. So it could end up being a big weekend for Houston. If it does, maybe that gives them a little bit of positive momentum on the back half of the season. Um, women's side of things, Anavia Battle. Get ready to say that name if you're watching the pen relays. Anavia Battle. I want to know how many titles she can win, Gordon. She's in the hundred. They have her listed also in the 4x1, 4x2, sprint medley, and then in that Olympic development 300 where she belongs because she's already been an Olympian. I know she'll be running in that race against a professional field, but Battle could definitely win that 300-meter race. A little bit long for her. She's a 200-meter superstar, but... You look at the other names in that race. She definitely could win that. So, how many how many titles do you think Anavia Battle will win this weekend? Two. Two. I know she has five right. opportunities, but I'm going with two. I mean, two to three, probably three, but I'm going with two. I'm being conservative with my predictions. New Gordon, two of new the me. Three. You mean you mean two of the five? I mean, she's going to win the hundred. Yeah, two of the five. And she, no, she says she's going to two, two, three. Two or three, I think she's going to win. But I'll go with oh. two. Yeah, their team can win the four by one. South Carolina is in there as well. Same thing with the four by two. Sprint medley, they have a solid 800 meter runner that can bring them home. That one would be the toughest because you know, you're relying on, on other people more. But I, th I think she can win the 100 and the 300 straight up. I think she's going to end up with three or four. I'm, I'm more optimistic than you. I think this is going to be the weekend of a Navy battle. And it is crazy because you look at – she made the Olympic team last year. I mean, she, she didn't win NCAAs, ends up on the Olympic team. And then we go the next year, and that women's 200 is just so stacked because we've been talking about Ophelia collegiate record holder and Steiner, the other the collegiate record indoors and the collegiate record outdoors. Um, but battle, I mean, she's a sub 22 runner and that's what makes that year, this year's field historic. It's not just one person. It's actually three. It's three. But we just, battle has yet to run to the form that she had end of last year. And maybe, you know, maybe that's for a reason. And maybe it does become a, a three-woman race after, after, like, East Prelims is complete. And we're like, whoa, battle's yeah. been cruising. You saw what she did at Penn Relays. You saw what she did at Big Tens. You saw what she did at the East Prelims. You know, Ophelia and Steiner better mm -hmm. 
worried. I mean, I hope that Ophelia, Ste- I mean, Ophelia Steiner and Battle, I think they're all in the East, right? Because yeah. Ohio State is East Prelim. So East. there could be a chance we see them have to face each other in a prelim at uh, mm-hmm. NCAAs. So that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I mean, 21, when you, if you're 2195 and you're the third person we're talking about in an event, <laughs> that shows you just how, how good it is. Yeah, I'm looking at um, indoor season. What did she? She's pretty she good got? indoor. Yeah, I mean one. She's slow. One big twelve. Well, big tens. But yeah, well, I'm looking at the women's two indoors. Oh, so she was in that second heat. She was in race B. So Steiner, Ophelia were in in race one, and Battle was in in a different heat, that two heat final. So she ends up what play? She got she ran the third fastest time, but she was not in in the race. So that's one of the weird quirks of the indoor 200, which is why you kind of wait outdoors to see see that event. So um, high hurdles uh, on the collegiate side, uh, Philip Lamonius of Arkansas is NCAA finalist. But I'm also looking at the, the pro side of things here too. You got Devin Allen and Omar McLeod in the men's Olympic development high hurdles. And then you have Sydney McLaughlin in the women's Olympic development high hurdles. Um, I was thinking about this with McLaughlin, like if she can, how fast she's going to run. Can she, can she open with a PB of 1265? And you're thinking, well, she hasn't raced since Tokyo. There's gotta be some rust getting back, but she was so new to the event last year at, at the professional level that she knocked off a bunch of time, but maybe, maybe she's like, you know, twelve six is is her floor now, and maybe we could see her start off at that point. I think I mean she's gonna if she runs twelve six, she she could win. She definitely could win in that field. Um, but I I feel like with McLaughlin, she has not that she'd ever want to pursue the high hurdles, but I think she has another move to make in that race. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I think uh, just the unknown, it's the season opener. And like you said, she hasn't run since. So it's going to be weird, right? You haven't heard like the pressure of like, all right, here we go in the blocks for a long time. And sometimes you kind of need a, I mean, not that she is like a rookie, right? She's freaking Olympic champion. I don't think it's that. It's not the... It's not her first rodeo. It's not her first go around, but it's the first rodeo and the first go around of 2022. So sometimes mm-hmm. you might get a little, you might miss a few, their first few shots, right? First game of an NBA season, mm-hmm. you get a little cold. So that's why it's going to be exciting to watch because you don't know what we're going to get when it's a season opener. Are we going to get, whoa, watch out, Sydney, or like, ooh, Sydney, you got to need a few more block starts in your training before you on the track next time. I think she's going to do great. I think I think you're right. I think and that new floor will be which will be set her up that if she tried and pretend she kept going, she could you know, maybe pull off off year Sydney. Which what what mm. what's off year Sydney going to be? That's 2025. 6. Is that off year? 
What you say? 2026 off your Sydney? Now, I mean, that's far away <laughs> from now. But off yeah, your Sydney yeah. could become a one te- a 100 hurdler, you know? Off your mm. Sydney, 100 hurdler. We should do an off-year athlete pod if we're still doing the pod in the end of 2025. Just predict what everybody's off-year event or plans would be. Some of them would be like not running at all. Um, you know what could happen? I'm looking at Devin Allen running 13-12 last week. And I'm looking at the wins at Franklin Field. And I know the wins don't help you in the same way in the hurdles that they do in the, in the flat events because people say, oh, it kind of sucks to get pushed over the hurdles, kind of ruins your timing. But if it's the right kind of wind to help, like we could see a crazy wind-dated time because if he's in 13-12 shape, wind legal, if he gets just a little bit of a boost, we could see a fast men's high hurdle race because we know he's in shape. We know where Devin Allen's at. Yeah, and he just got news of the A.J. Brown trade for the Eagles. So he's going to be motivated to try to steal that spotlight back as a Philadelphia Eagle new wide receiver. That's all I'm going to be yes. thinking. I mean, that's the first question I'm going to ask him. I'm like, I don't care about – he'll break the world record. I'll be like, yo, what do you think about the A.J. Brown trade? He'll be like, Gordon, we're in track and field right now. All right, it's not about the Philadelphia Eagles. I was like, yeah, you're right. All right, how to break in the world record feel. Uh, he's not going to break the world record, obviously. But uh, you're right. 13-12 win, win legal. Give him, give him a few gusts. He could surprise him with like a 12-99 with like a, a heavy tailwind. I mean, obviously, it's a tailwind, so it's not like – it's not a watch-out Holloway moment, but it would be a mm-hmm. a fun situation to see Devin Allen like continue to like improve. I mean – he broke 13 right after the Olympics, right? That's when he broke his broke 13. Yeah. So, he you could argue he has yet to really hit. He's still like ascending. It's kind of weird cuz mm-hmm. he's getting a little older there and he had yeah. like that great freshman year at Oregon, but if he's able to start closing in on sub 13 end of April, beginning of May, you know, that sets him up for being potentially like a a reliable 12-9 guy in an Olympic final, yeah. which is something that would challenge Grant, as good as Grant is. Like, if he yeah. goes like Devin, at, Devin is going to give him a 12-9 no matter what, it makes Grant be like, oh, crap, I got to run the world record to make to assure this win. So. Allen is doing something interesting because most people, when it's their last season, it's because that they're close to the end of the road physically. But for him, this is his kind of his last track season. I mean, he may end up back here, but say his football career is successful, this is it. But he's doing his last season when he's still very physically capable. So he has the mentality of someone who wants yeah. to savor every moment and wants to be as good as he possibly can and not miss any opportunities with the physical attributes of somebody who's still in the prime of their career. And that makes a pretty dangerous combination to have both those things going at the same time because usually it's one or the other. Yeah, that's a good point. Didn't think about it that way. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I thought about that when name? you were talking about um, Allison Felix. Thanks. Uh, it's like, uh, who's the running back for Detroit Lions? 
Detroit Lions? We Barry Sanders? Early. Detroit Lions, yeah, Barry Sanders. It's like a Barry Sanders moment. Oh, okay. You know, All right. trying to go out on go out your in your peak condition. Alvin Jones? Yeah. Devin Allen is the Barry Sanders of the NFL. Of the track and field world. Barry Sanders is the All right. Let's talk, it, it, talk a little about uh Peyton Jordan. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there anything else at at Penn, any other race? I mean we did we did the distance stuff before. So I don't know yeah. if there's anything. We'll that's... talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, you can see some fast times though. If people get after these records or get get after these early legs of these relays, I think you're going to see some fast times because obviously we know how deep middle distance and distance running is now. So I just keep keep an eye on that. That's one thing I'm watching on on day two. But Peyton Jordan is this weekend. Gordon, what are you watching for in that meet? Uh, men's ten thousand. That's the. That's the one to look at. Uh, you got Charles Hicks. You got Adrian Wildshut. Wildshut? Wild, Wildshut? Wildshut? No, I should be better at this. Um, they're going to be kind of going quick in that 10K, I would think. Um, Ingebrigtsen is there. He's going to be in the 5K. It's not Jakob Ingebrigtsen, but Henrik is there. So the 5K is going to be pretty good. He'll, you know, 1330 type guys in that five. So that should be interesting to see that go down. Uh, women's races are pretty good on the, the distance side as well. It's a, it's a, it's a weird year, right? It's because Peyton, I don't think Peyton happened last year, right? Is this the first year back of Peyton? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. So it's kind of like kind of re rebooting, right? You know, you know, because these the top schools, you know, they went to the West Coast relays last year, um, and so it's kind of like it's like a rebuild mode for Peyton. And I think next year, uh, Peyton's going to be closer to back to we've seen in the past with some of the top pros. But even on an off year for Peyton, you know, college athletes Vanessa there as well from Barman, uh, and I think we're still going to see some hot times in the tens, the fives, the fifteens. Especially the tens, you know, people are running out of the opportunities to run a fast ten k as the end of the season's coming up upon us. Sarah D'Amato is in the day. You know, her we talked about her how she breakout season over the COVID times. Now transitioning back to the track, see what she can do in a ten k. Um, but yeah, that's going on live tonight. If you're listening to this on Saturday, then it already happened. So you can just watch mm. the re watch the replays on uh on Flow Track. But yeah, I'm excited for yeah. the five Ks and the ten. Lauren Ryan, she's a really good five K runner from Florida State. So she might run faster than Caitlin Tui's fifteen fourteen. I'm not saying that, mm. but Lauren Ryan's pretty damn good. So we'll see. It's gonna be fun. Awesome. All right. As Gordon mentioned, that is going down live on Flow track, check that out. Pen relays going on all day today. You can enter the pickup contest as well, where you can try to win fabulous prizes. Scan that QR code, folks, and maybe you will be the big winner. Maybe you can get all three correct. Any last words, Gordon? Uh, I want to talk again about Alice Felix. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no last words. We're good. Like, subscribe. No last words. Thanks for listening yeah. to the pod. Thanks for watching. 
if you're in Philadelphia, come say hi. We're running around, yeah. filming some stuff, having a good time, watching some track. Free free selfies with Gordon is the thing I'm trying to get trending. If you're in the Philadelphia area, come out and say hello to Gordon. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast while you're running, uh, just just know that we could be around any corner. <laughs> Thanks to Colt for producing. Um, watch the pen relays live. We'll be back. Are we getting? Wait, hold on. Are we doing a pod tomorrow or not? We need to tell people, and we need to tell Colt. Yeah, yeah, we're doing one same more. time. Yeah, same time. Same time. We'll do, okay, we'll do so a uh, mini pod, like thirty minute. Thirty minutes. This is gonna last stuff that's happened. I mean, if the world record go down, we're gonna want to talk about it. If we see some crazy DMRs, we're gonna want to talk about it. So, eight a.m. Central, nine a.m. Eastern, on Saturday, we'll be live on youtube or you can catch the archive uh we'll talk to you guys then yep.